I just pressed the live button. There might be a slight lag, um, but cool. It looks like we are live. Hello to everyone in the YouTube live stream. Um, and let's get started. All right. Well, hi, guys. Welcome back to the Star Horrors podcast. So to anyone wondering what that was, Sawyer is currently cosplaying Darth Nihilus. And that Hello, is... Hello, a... everybody. My name is Sawyer, otherwise known as Sawyerism on Instagram and TikTok. And my name is Hannah, also known as Discount Bo-Katan on TikTok. And, and today we have two very special guests uh, to talk about cosplay. So uh, why don't the both of you introduce yourselves, tell us where we can find you if you make content, and um, who your favorite character is to cosplay. We'll start with Sebastian. Hi everyone, nice to be here, thanks for having me. My name is Sebastian, I've been a cod player for the past four years, specifically with the 501st Legion, and uh, building costumes for charitable purposes. You can find me at seb.chiu on Instagram, and you're welcome to say hi to me there. Nice, and Jolie? Hi, my name is Jolie. Um, you can find me at cinema.seamstress on TikTok. I try to recreate costumes from my favorite movies. There is a lot of Star Wars. Um, but my uh, favorites to do are definitely Princess Leia and Harley Quinn. I, I relate to them crazy ladies a lot. <laughs> you gotta love them, honestly. I um, I feel like that's such a big factor in like choosing who we cosplay. Um, and I know that, you know, anyone who's watching who hasn't really been um, cosplaying much and maybe might be getting into it, it's probably like the first thing you think of that you want to cosplay is like the character you relate to most. Um, so we're hoping to give anyone who's in that boat um, sort of like a little intel into like how they might get started cosplaying and stuff. Um, and I know for me, my first thing that I go to when I'm choosing cosplay is do I have to wear a wig? So I pick redheaded characters almost exclusively, which is why I am dressed as General Hux today. Um, one of two human, uh, one of three human redheads in Star Wars. Um, but what, uh, what like draws you to a character or a costume that makes you guys want to cosplay it? Yeah, so I've had the pleasure of doing both Kylo Ren and the First Order Stormtrooper so far in, in, in my costuming career. And really what draws me first is a costume that, whether it's with Kylo being something that's super Asian-inspired with, with my culture that resonated with me, and the fact that when I joined, there was, a, there was a time in my life where I really resonated with the character because Kylo as a character has always been trying to find him himself. And with, with that character, whether it be his morality or whether it be his personal journey that he's been on the through the three films, I really resonated with that side. And that's what led me to chose that character. For, for, for the perspective of a First Order Stormtrooper, I really wanted to challenge myself with building a costume, with building armor for the first time, and having, having that the, the different perspective of being one of, one of the, the many, which has been super cool to be to being a face character with Kylo. Awesome. 
Yeah, um, I totally agree with you on the wig thing. I was like, no, I'm not wearing wigs at all. <laughs> the first like four months I was cosplaying, I was like, that's not happening. Which thankfully, all the female Star Wars leads have brown hair and brown eyes. So it's, it's really <laughs> simple. But I think when you're kind of starting to look for costumes you might be interested in is like how much time you're willing to spend on it and what you feel most comfortable in. Um, so I can say like, um, whenever I do like Ray or Leia, like I feel super comfortable in those costumes. I just feel really confident. They're not super like, like they're pretty comfortable, like physically and stuff like that. So just something that you'll also feel great about yourself in because you're going to have a lot of people looking at you, especially if you go outside in public or if you end up going to a con. And I know Sebastian probably get, totally gets this for doing 501st events and stuff. <laughs> like, you're going to have a lot of people staring at you. So you better feel comfortable yeah. in whatever you're wearing, for sure. And it's the same perspective of wigs as it is with me with wearing a helmet. I've pretty much, for the last four years, have had a rule of always choosing a character with a helmet on because for some reason, yeah. But having that helmet, having that level of protection removes that level of fear that you have going out on a show floor, especially for something like whether it be a Denver Nuggets game or a Star Wars Avalanche game, when you have those thousands of crowds looking down at you. And for someone who was normally super shy back of the room in my past, it was a huge way for me for me to help build my confidence through wearing costumes like that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think cosplay is just great for building confidence in general but unlike all three of you I usually have to go for the wig um uh one because I change up my hair all the time but um two because right I'm now you could throw together a killer haldo just saying ah, <laughs> uh, not happening um but I am I'm a member of the rebel legion I have a ray approved ray um so that wig you know, I, I don't have a choice. I'm not dyeing my hair brown. Brown is really hard to do with blondes because when it starts to grow back out, you look like you're balding. <laughs> um, but no, I, I I don't, the wig thing has never bothered me except when I made the lake dress and the wig that goes with it, um, which is actually how Sebastian and I met. Uh, we are exes, just for the chat, you know. Um, <laughs> friendly exes obviously but um yes <laughs> um, but, <laughs> um yeah no that's a that's a really interesting uh, that we have difference of opinion there but i assume now that you do harley you do wear wigs now right jolie absolutely yeah harley was the only one i was really comfortable with at first and that was my first like technical cosplay but i mean now that i'm branching out a lot like i'm doing daenerys later this year so obviously Ooh. i'm gonna have to get into something like that or you know recently i did uh kira from from solo and and that one my hair's not that short so i had to do a wig like that so your comfort zone will expand as you experiment more but definitely when I first started I was like no I'm already putting myself in a costume like I'm not interested but um it's stuff you learn and the people in the community are really sweet I I've in my experience like they'll help you they'll they'll give you tips whatever you need and there's a lot of like resources online and stuff that you can look if, if there is something you're uncomfortable with but maybe you do really want to do the character I would I would say just go for it and, and, and try your best even if that wig line shows up just just try your best <laughs> And there's like, so, you know, there's obviously levels of skill you kind of have to go through. Um, so when you were first, I want to hear like everyone's first experience with cosplay and like, what was the first thing you did? Was it half decent? Um, for me, it was, um, well, I mean, aside from like a Halloween costume, something that was like specifically made for like Comic-Con or a cosplay, I had a Princess Anna from Frozen. 
because, um, you know, redhead character and also that was the character I was intensely relating to at that time in my life at the ripe age of 13. Um, but I uh, was, um, I, I had like ordered a shirt off of Etsy to be like the bodice that had like the right pattern on it. And um, I I had like a, a, a blue, you know, mini skirt that was like my on a skirt facsimile. <laughs> they just I had I was wearing like a second shirt under the first shirt so that it had long sleeves. Um, and I wore that to the state spelling bee and there was a photo of it in the Denver Post. <laughs> so that's how my first cosplay was immortalized. But like what um, where did you guys start? Yeah, for me, I had the, I mean, looking back now, I don't regret it at all, but before Kylo, I really never had any experience with costumes. I was never really a Halloween kid. I never really did it for cons myself, and it was just that I clicked my brain with The Force Awakens and Charity that really decided to said it's time for you to go out and do this and i took the long route of doing research for a year and a half for the costume working with the people that were building the very first builds of it and going through the experience of doing that research to getting towards each individual part, individual part working with a different number of seamstresses and leather workers to get to where we were back in the day in 2016 from my version one costume. And then my first experiences of all experiences I could have was actually I had the opportunity for a birthday present to go to Celebration Europe in London. And that was oh, really yeah. the first time that I got to wear that costume out on the floor and the best place that I could possibly do it while also interacting for the first time with many different club members and having that whole experience of... You're going next year, right? Yes, I am. Okay. Like, what a way to, you know, kick a cosplay yeah. off is at Celebration, like the first <laughs> cosplay you've ever done. I'm saying, wow. were you, like, nervous when you, you know, did that? I was... <sighs> I'm trying to remember back now because it's nearly four years because I did celebration was right before I actually got officially approved. And I think there was a level of nervousness, but it was really more a mixture of being nervous, excited, and knowing I had the support of the, who was at, at, at the time, really small groups of, group of Knights of Ren who were all doing the same thing at the same time. And it was for a lot of us, it was the first time being out on the floor in that way. So I had that, I, I had that experience sharing that with uh, a, a few other guys who I'm still friends with to this day. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I had always just really like gone all out for Halloween. That was like my big cosplay thing every year. I, I was like kind of a cosplayer before I knew it. Um, but the time I actually started like doing that was actually like last summer. Um, quarantine was full going on and I was like, I bought this really nice costume. I kind of want to use it. So technically it probably would have been my, my Birds of Prey Harley Quinn was my first one. I loved that movie so much. I was like, I have to. Um, and I remember first putting the wig on and my pigtails were too low. My bra didn't fit. Like the, the, the strings kept coming off of her like big puffy jacket. But I, I felt so cool. Like I felt really great. Even that though it wasn't is awesome, dude. It, it's so fun. And like, as someone who's always kind of been in love with, with costume design and, and just kind of how that works in, in general, it was, it was really cool. And then um, obviously I'm a big Star Wars person. So I, I started doing Ray like right after that. Um, 
because you know she's such a comfort character to so many young women I feel like especially like us who are in like late teens early 20s she's like that's our girl um so I started doing a lot of Ray too and I, I started getting a lot of good feedback and that's when I um decided to start making things and this my indoor Leia is my very first costume I made all from scratch by myself and and now I just kind of pick whatever I want and I I try it it doesn't always work out but I I try it um but I think, it, yeah, if it's something you're interested in, you might as well. Like, there's such a, like I said earlier, a big community of people who love doing this stuff. Like, you you will not be judged. You will be welcomed with, with open arms. Like, there are so many people who love doing dorky stuff like this. So don't even worry about it. But, yeah, I mean, take that old Halloween costume out. That technically counts if you if you really want to, you know. Um, or do something like 501st or Rebel Legion. Go all out. Do whatever you want. You know? Oh, my God. So. Um, <laughs> well, depends on how patient you are. Um, <laughs> um, it, it depends on how patient you are or how much you're willing to spend. There's not really a halfway of... There is a halfway of oh you have God. the ability to, to, to make... Stuff. We need to talk about my plans for... <laughs> Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna join the 501st this year. I'm gonna, I'm gonna join the 501st this year. Um, we'll talk about that later, though. But um, no. Continue on later. Um, I don't even know where do you start your like. I feel like I made a lot of costumes growing up. But like, do we say like the first con you went to, or like where does it become cosplay and not? A I guess Halloween it's kind costume? of different like now because you know now with um quarantine there was no cons and yeah a lot of people like jolie had you know just the spark of like let's you know let's do it and let's post it on on tiktok and you know um but like what 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 did you make that was just a costume for a costume's sake oh my god where like not a halloween's sake but just like i want this costume oh oh just um okay then we get into well i mean i i wouldn't even count elsa because that was no, I don't count that. I would start at Doctor Who, probably, unfortunately, which is not even that difficult. You know, most of the Doctor Who things are pretty, you could just get a skirt and a shirt and be like, I'm a Doctor Who character. <laughs> uh, but that was the first stuff I started to, like, go to cons with. But it wasn't until, well, it wasn't until we got back into Star Wars that, you know, then I really started to consider cosplay like a serious thing. Um, and then I, my mentor, like the most amazing woman I know besides my mother, um, she, we weren't even, I didn't even know her, but this woman was the mother of my best friend in high school. And she had heard that I wanted to make a costume and she was like, I'll help you make the costume. What are you thinking? And I was like, oh, you know, I really like this outfit that the new girl Ray wears at the very end of The Force Awakens. I want to make that costume. And she was like, have you been to the Denver Art Museum? They're doing a exhibition on all of the Padme Amidala costumes. Do you want to make one of those? And I'm like, whoa <laughs> I don't think you understand how difficult that is and she was like oh, we can do it come to find out this woman is a surgeon and of course a phenomenal seamstress um and together we made the lake dress we made that like I have never been more proud of anything ever um I have not worn it since but uh that's that was like my first real costume I think and that was where I figured out about the 501st and the Rebel Legion because um, 
I didn't know that was a thing. Um, but I got a lot of compliments and people were like, you should enter this. And I was like, I'm not 18. <laughs> um, and that became my goal. I worked, I, I, Padme's not approved. I just don't want to remake that wig. But then when The Last Jedi came out, I was like, I'm doing this. It took me, well, I had to wait. I had to wait until I turned 18, but I applied the minute I turned 18 and I was very fortunate because uh, I had all that time in the world to work on it. Um, but yeah, that's like for me what I think serious cosplay is. But um, I, I do want to kind of segue that I would love to hear about like your experiences in the 501st Seb and like what like that, because you know, that's not, yeah, there's like the Sith group and there, and um, I think there are a couple like Marvel factions that do stuff like that, but there's nothing quite like the 501st. Um, and you have been, I believe you were like a social media manager or something for a time for them, right? So and what yeah. tell us about this. And for people who don't know, like explain what exactly the 501st of so the 501st Legion is the world's largest Star Wars costume club, which was basically known for doing bad guys in the universe. Bad guys, uh, people who work with bad guys, and conspicuously great characters would be the best way to sum up the three, the three different areas that we do. And we build those uh, film accurate costumes to a set, a, a set of rules that we call the costume reference library. And then we take those costumes towards events, towards mainly charitable events, but charitable events to cons, to times that were called upon because we are a Lucasfilm recognized organization to work directly with Lucasfilm and Disney to to represent the brand, which is some of the coolest experiences I've been able to do to date. And I've been, as Sawyer mentioned a little bit earlier, I've had the chance of being a part of the club for the past four years and having had I've served in two different leadership roles around 2017-2018, which is under the center of public relations. So we had relationships with organizations and our our public facing image, which included my work as social media. And I had the pleasure of beginning to run the main Bible first social media accounts for a period of time. And that was actually, funnily enough, what started my professional career in the public relations, community relations sector that I work in now. Oh, and uh, fun fact. And I've, <laughs> I think it's very hard for me to put into accurately put into words what the 501st means to me and what Star Wars means to me as a whole because Star Wars The Force Awakens helped me discover my major in film production, then of course, as I mean, we just mentioned, helped me discover my career, but also helped me discover a side of myself, myself with what we mentioned in self-confidence through the opportunities that we had getting to do really all different kinds of events, whether it be visiting Children's Hospital, which is some of the most one-on-one either gut-wrenching or 
putting a smile on your face again so that you can have it as a member. And that's all often going into a children's room and interacting with them as a character that they often specifically request because they resonate with that character so much. And we've also do a lot of community support with so an organization like JDRF, which is for type 1 diabetes, requests us at their present event. We had the, we, we had the chance to go out and work with them. And really, uh, a theme that I like to say to say is that the runs with all the work we do is we really focus on bringing smiles to troops and joy through Star Wars, and that's something that whether it doesn't really matter what costume you do, it's something that we all share throughout the different groups in our sister clubs. So. If that bad guy is uh, the Star Wars isn't really your, your thing, you have the opportunity to join the Rebel Legion, which is basically our main, main sister organization that does the good guys of the Star Wars universe. You have the opportunity to join the Mandal Mandalorian works, where you can either create your own custom Mandalorian or you can often do a, sc a screen the accurate character like the final person of the Legion. And there are other smaller groups such as the Droid Builders. If you feel want that you want to build an astromech or Super Gold, if you feel that choreography for the charity is more for you, but there's always something that's for everyone, and that's I think something that's really special about stars. Is no matter who you are, you can find your place, you can find your home, and with that comes with like the the added benefit of really. Where my, my my most personal experiences have been with really finding my as we like to say finding our people, and really finding our friends that we've known for well I personally know for four years now, but and then those people give their family through the experiences that you share over the events that you do. So that's my long spiel. Happy to go into anything specifically as well. Um, and I think that some people have misconceptions that they're uh -huh. um, pretentious. I think I definitely have met some members of both the Final yes. First and the Revolution. When I was first, you know, I was so excited to join. Um, and I remember. I, there were times where we, we had like a boot catastrophe. Like, the, it's something that you need to understand about the 501st and the Rebel Legion. Regardless of the fact that, you know, they do all these charity events and they're a great organization, you still have to have a screen-accurate costume. And so you submit, you make, your, you make or buy your costume, you submit it for judging, and if they see one little thing that's off in their book, you don't get in. You gotta go back and undo. So I... That is one of the reasons I haven't submitted Padme because I'd be so scared. I don't even know what yeah. I would do, but um, I had a boot catastrophe because the boots that I ordered for Ray did not come in the mail in time for the Comic-Con. And so I made, like, we made boots off of, we built like a pleather boot off of a real boot. Yeah, uh, it was bad, but um we were trying to figure out like, oh my gosh, are the boots that we ordered when they eventually come, are they going to work? Whatever. And I remember speaking to this lady at Comic-Con and she was like, um, oh yeah, the ones you ordered are never going to cut it. You can buy them from me. I sell them on Etsy. And I was like, okay. And then she wanted like 150 bucks for these shoes that were supposedly going to be the only way for me to get in. Yeah. Thankfully, the boots that I ended up getting in the mail 
we're fine. But like there is some of that going on. But overall, I think it's a really great organization. And for my experience, I haven't done a lot of trooping just because I got accepted right before I got sent off to college. Um, nothing is cooler than having a kid come up to you and be like, oh, it's Ray. Yeah. <laughs> um, are no, you I a member, Julie, or have you considered joining? I am not. I believe my Rise of Skywalker Ray would probably cut it. Um, I've heard that from a few people. I've just been too lazy to submit it yet. Um, and, and like you, I'm pretty terrified of submitting something that I made just because when you make something, there's a little bit of a different, like yeah. when you buy something, you're like, okay, someone else made this. Like it's their fault if something's wrong. But if, if you make it and something's wrong with it, it's a little different. So um, if I were to, I would probably do my Rise of Skywalker Ray or something, but I'm also... Um, I'm a little scattered when it comes to fandom. Like I, I love Star Wars, but I, I'm like a big DC person. I love like Game of Thrones. Like I, I go everywhere. So I'm not sure if I would have like the focus to like hang out in one group like that. But um, I think it's a really core organization. Like I love what what they do and stuff. And and it's it's awesome just seeing people recreate those costumes almost perfectly. Like as someone who just adores costume design and like does that as a hobby, I, I think it's so impressive what people are able to come up with, especially like stuff with armor or masks or anything with metal like especially like if you if you look at like the slave leia bikinis like i'm like you, you did that yourself you got material oh, that crazy. yourself that's insane um but yeah maybe at some point but yeah right now i'm, I'm just like oh yeah that thing that i'll do at um, some point <laughs> and it really depends yeah. on which panel you get to like i have seen i've met rays with my costume and i'll look at their costume and be like well that's weird like this does not match what I have. Like, um, so it, it's totally random. But um, no, that my next two are gonna be completely store bought because I don't I don't have the time for that. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. But on the other side of things, uh, Jolie, tell us about what co- what the cosplay world is like on TikTok because that is your thing. Um, and Absolutely. we really wanted to have this, um, you know, juxtaposition between Seb, who's like a professional cosplayer, and Jolie, who, you know, I mean, who knows, you pro- you have a very successful TikTok page. So yeah, tell us about what that looks like. Yeah, so like like um, Hannah was saying earlier, I, I kind of, my entire cosplay career is kind of on TikTok. You can find pretty much where I started and where I am now all through my videos on there. Um, and I think a lot of professional cosplayers actually opened the door for a lot of amateur cosplayers, like like I was last year. I'd say I'm like a semi-pro now um, or, or so. But, um, you know, I think me and, and a lot of other people would see that and say, oh, you, you can do this. Like, you will not be made fun of for, for dressing up like a character you really like. Um, so, yeah, I the first thing that kind of got me a little bit of attention was I, I documented making my, my Endor Leia poncho. Um, which I don't think a lot of people had either shown on TikTok or done on TikTok. So it was kind of a a newer thing that people were like, oh, people make that Princess Leia costume? Okay. And now that I'm in the community, I know a lot of people do it, which is awesome. They do the most beautiful jobs that I can't even like fathom. I tie-dyed this in my bathtub. People use like real spray paint and stuff, but um, yeah, it's, it's actually such a great community. And like, I thought there was going to be a lot of competition for stuff. You know, everybody wants to do the Geonosis ripped Padme shirt and a lot of people do do it, but you know, everyone's still really supportive and, and kind to each other. And, and like I said, they're super helpful. Like if, if someone were to ask me, help me with this costume, I'd be like, great. Awesome. I, I got you there. 
Um, but um, yeah, and it's, it's so fun. There's like a lot of, you can bring in, if you have video editing skills, you can bring that in. A lot of people who are actors, I know I'm, I'm, I was a film actor for some reason. I'm not getting a lot of work right now, um, but um, it's it's a way for us to express ourselves in that way. You know, there's a lot of fun stuff you can do, and you can meet like the coolest people. Like I have a whole new group of friends now um, that I would not have had if I hadn't joined that community. So I say, if you have a cool costume, go for it. Start posting because there there is um, people like to see it, and it's really fun, and and it, it's a very supportive and, and cool community for sure. Like yeah. on that aspect too, when there's an asterisk of, there are different kinds of professional. When you use the term professional cosplayer, it doesn't really mean, it can mean in my perspective why I'm doing it professionally for the posterity or like really who I look up to because I would be able to provide, I've tried to talk, but I'd be able to provide no value whatsoever to what people like her are already doing in an amazing perspective. But it's in the same way of, we all share the, this the love for this community. We're just bringing our different aspects of us to it. And that's what makes it so much fun. And I'm definitely a diverse universe that we've picked to do cosplay in. Um, I'm, I'm foraying now into the sort of scary part of that diverse universe of cosplay you can do because I am putting together um, a Twi'lek Woo! Um, so for celebration, I'm hoping to do Mission Vow from Knights of the Old Republic um, because Sawyer's sort of hoping to um, put together a basilisk by then. Um, I will have but, both. I will have both. both. I will have both. So Basila and Revan. Um, I am. And at, I am. I this year. I will. I will have an approved Revan this year. I will. Well, I met a guy, I spoke to him, I was like, do you do these um, builds for women? Like he works with a lot of approved Revens and he said, yeah, it, it's happening. It's happening. <laughs> Amazing. But I mean, yeah, once you sort of get into the alien side, and there are a lot of people who do like, they have like a, a Togruta OC that they post on um, original character um, that they post on TikTok as. And um, they've got like their mantras and they, you know, it's insane. Um, so I am like in the beginning stages of that. And these Leku are no joke. I found some like cheapo ones um, that I'm going to start off with that were like 30 bucks. But the good ones are like 150. I have no idea what they're going to look like when they arrive here. It could be like like a latex sock. I don't know. <laughs> I hope you make a TikTok, uh, an unboxing TikTok about it. I may have to do that because what am I, when I get 30 bucks off of eBay <laughs> from these Leku. Um, yeah, no, it's it's crazy. And then there's like, you know, uh, pages on pages of like old forums and new um, of like, what's the right body paint? And like, which colors do you combine to get like the perfect Ayla Secura? It is so intense. Um, and I don't, I, I, I say right now, I don't know how they do it. I guess I'm going to find out, but it is, there's so much to be explored. Um, and I, I mean, currently I don't consider myself like a, like a cosplay maker. Like I'm very much a closet cosplay kind of gal. I don't, sew almost anything I, I like sewed this uh the first order patch onto my hux jacket um but the hux jacket itself was just a jacket that my mother had 
like I'll, I'll buy like a piece or two that are that are important off of Amazon or something. But you know, most of it comes from the Goodwill. So like Paint things I, with nail polish. I look, yeah, Jolie just validated me. Sawyer is so mean about the fact that when I cosplayed Anakin, um, when I was like 15 years old. I um, painted a part of his belt with a little silver nail polish because I didn't want to go and buy silver acrylic paint. And she has not let me forget it. First, <laughs> but like, it's it's so, um, yeah, like everyone, you know, sort of starts at a, at a different place and it's so wild to see um, where you end up if you like it and if you get bitten by the bug. Um, but I want to know, uh, I know the answer for this. I know the answer to this question for Sawyer. But um, what is the hardest part, or the hardest costume, and the hardest part of that costume that you've ever had to do? Because um, you know, as far as I'm, it was just that belt for Anakin, and that was just like a little one-day project. But people spend like a lot of time and effort on things. I want. I want to like hear these stories. I think for me, the most, I mean, the entire, really, there's no other way to sum up the building room experience, but the experience of my, my first order TK other than it being a nightmare. Because, I mean, there's this, you have to get to the stage of, with the building and costume for Legion approval, finding these reputable makers, finding all the paint that you need to get, finding all these different various pieces, doing your measurements, sending them to these people, then the weight. The weight is probably some of the worst parts of buying a costume on this level that you can have. And then as someone who traditionally doesn't know how to sew, doesn't know how to paint, I couldn't have chosen a harder costume to do because the first order TK is specifically known for how perfectly seamless it is. And looking back, I would have chosen something totally different because I had to basically learn from square one, oh, this is how you this is how you sand, this is how you cut armor pieces to your body shape this is what you need to do in this specific, very specific order when it comes to paint, because each level, like for the first order TK, depending on how glossy you want it to be, there can be six to nine, to nine to 12 different layers of paint that you have to do. And each of like those different processes is more time added on to whatever that you're, the, the project that you're working on. And for me, the, the TK took almost a year almost a year and a half to complete because I obviously of life, but running into these different various experiences that, that I had with the makers that were negative, having to go to different people, having to end up building the costume ourselves, end up re reprinting a lot of the pieces because they weren't up to standard, and then really finding the best of both worlds with that whole, and it was a really major learning experience for me that I don't regret going for now because I have that experience and I'm putting that towards my ne next build, which be it will be a Mandalorian. And there's always a trade-off of, oh, I have this experience now, but how can I apply it to my next costume? Which Mandalorian, are you, like, creating your own Mandalorian? 
No, so I'm actually in season two, episode eight of Mandalor uh, of the Mandalorian. You see a blue and gray Mandalorian called the Axe Wolves that's right beside Bogdan and Cusco Reeves. And now I'm doing that specific version that you see in that episode. Cool. Nice. That's super impressive. <laughs> I'm like, wow. I think I actually have uh, the opposite problem uh, of Sebastian where I'm very comfortable sewing and things that are soft and malleable are great for me. But when it comes to anything that's like a build or like, I even get nervous working with foam sometimes. I'm like, I don't know about this. So um, the hardest one I ever did was probably the, the Bespin Escape uh, Princess Leia costume. Uh, the first time I attempted to make, I actually made it twice. And the second time it turned out perfect. But the first time I when I was doing research for that costume it it's a custom made like ski wear costume and ski wear is very complicated um for for Empire Strikes Back they outsourced all of the costumes from like an actual ski wear company because obviously they're playing in the snow the, the whole time um and um that's a really specific expertise that you need to know like as far as sewing goes and so I was like I'll try it and we'll see how it happens it worked well with this guy um but I, I ended up choosing up like spandex or something to make it which is not at all the correct um fabric for that so it was like floppy it didn't work and I ended up just leaving it for a while and, and not thinking about it and then the other night I, I got new fabric for it and I picked it up and I'm like, I'm going to do it. So I ended up finishing the whole costume in six hours from start to finish, cutting the fabric to ending it. Um, so like, like Sebastian was saying, you just got to practice. And with every build, you get more expertise, you get more comfortable with it. Um, but do your research. If you're going to be doing something yourself, do your research and do not cut any corners because they did not cut any corners when they were making yep. it on the set try to find as many, you know, um, articles from the direct costumers, from the people who made it. They talk about it a lot. There's a lot of stuff, especially, um, I know Sawyer was mentioning the, the Padme stuff. There is a ton of expertise yeah. uh, and, and stuff about Padme's costumes, considering they made a lot of the fabrics for that. So if you are going to build, do your research because otherwise you will have a crappy spandex version of a beautiful, snowsuit sitting in your closet um but thankfully I redid it it looks great and everything um but yeah that one that one that one was tough because I have one sewing machine they had probably a whole warehouse full of different you know sergers sewing machines embroidery stuff so just just be patient take your time and pay attention to detail like absolutely <laughs> Yeah. And I mean, if you're looking for, even if you're not looking to apply to the Rebel Legion or 501st, you, their forums are accessible. A lot of their forums are accessible. Um, uh, and there's cosplay groups as well. I'm in like a Ray cosplay group, group on Facebook. I never check it because I haven't even touched. I, I've made, I have the pants for uh, the Rise of Skywalker way. That's it. Um, and dude, I just the pants on that. Come on. We can't have one normal thing in Star Wars cosplay. Oh, you should, um, you should blame Michael Kaplan for that. Oh my god, just making those <laughs> knee pads. I'm like, if it makes no me feel better. For I this. bought the pants and then cut the knee pads off because I was like, I'm not dealing with making these. I'm going to sew them onto something else. So I like Frankenstein to those pants because I didn't want to deal with that. Like, there's no pattern. There's no blah, blah, blah. Like... I, I, I just sat down and I was like, okay, it's a hexagon, but squished. Um, this looks kind of right. Cool. <laughs> um, but um, 
Yeah, no. Um, but for me, uh, Hannah said she knew what I was going to say, but like for me, and I feel like, I feel like the forcing yourself to do it, I think that makes you become a pseudo expert in whatever your challenge is. Because for me, it was dyeing the dress. I knew it. I, I was going to be so embarrassed if it was something else, but. <laughs> um, and I, you know, dyeing anything, uh, if you're like a seamstress or you just, you know, if you've made anything before and bought RIT dye, God help you. <laughs> um, because RIT uh, is notorious for not working exactly how you want it to work. Um, but for the, for the lake dress, I mean, that is a very, very specific placement of those three colors. And, you know, the with RIT, it's like you don't know what color is actually going to happen on your fabric. So um, even if you test, it's no guarantees. So what we ended up having to do, the, the underdress was like fine because that was, you know, a solid piece that we could sort of take care of easily. But for the chiffon, we would we had to drape it out on a fence and then use masking tape to mark out where we thought the colors had to end and then i had this teeny tiny little spray bottle with dye in it and i would just for hours and hours and hours and then i would take a little iron like a steamer do it again oh my god i i nah it came out great, but like, uh, and I, I would, you know, anytime someone says like, I'm dying something, I'm like, oh, are you using RIT? Because like, now I feel like I know what I'm doing, but like, man, <laughs> the things we do for cosplay. <laughs> uh, I think you're going to have a similar problem when we get, when we find out what we're working with, with that tweet like. I, I don't know if I'll, I'll be dyeing things because Mission's outfit looks like something I can find at a Goodwill. Oh, no, no, no. I don't mean dyeing things. I mean dyeing you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we might be doing some creative color mixing with several Ben Nye pots. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm so nervous for that. I can't. In a way, uh, just in case anyone's interested, I, yeah, we, I need... I need a robot. I need, I need a, Sebastian, would you like to be our Wookiee? <laughs> I do have the, I, to... so that's the only thing I have going for me. <laughs> we need a, we need a robot. We need a Wookiee. We need another Jedi. If you've played KOTOR, hit me up. Yeah. Anyone <laughs> want to be the cat girl? Let us know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, 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 I think group cosplay is like a, a whole other arena because not only are you building you know cosplay you're like coordinating cosplay and like everyone in your friend group is building cosplay and Sawyer and I have done like sort of couples cosplays um in that like every time she needs like a male counterpart for her character I do a gender bend and I make it work and it's like um and always 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 hers ends up stunning and mine is like <laughs> from the lost and found bin um and it's it, it's just so like fascinating to me how people can coordinate these group cosplays when they're like uh disney princesses if they were mandalorians that kind of thing and they all look like they were made by the same person it's insane to me like the, the skill and coordination that people have is just nuts so like even as far as like halloween costumes have you guys 
I guess, Seb, not so much. You're, you've kind of, like, done the lone wolf route. But, um, Jolie, have you, like, attempted that before? Yeah, I've, I've done group Halloween costumes usually. Um, uh, me and my mom used to have a tradition. We go to Disneyland every year. Um, so I would usually make her be the counterpart to whatever I was doing, <laughs> which which was fun. Um, but typically, I've never done like a professional group costume with people that were also like cared about it as much as me. I'm usually the one with like the most thought out like one. And then everyone else is like, yeah, I found this in my closet. I'm going to wear it. But sometimes that can be the most fun because you're still matching technically. Like, um, for example, my I, I, I've done stuff similar to that, Hannah. Um, my my other friend, Hannah Buns and Sabers on TikTok, highly recommend checking her out. She she like specifically does Princess Leia. I didn't Leia. know her name was Hannah. Yeah, I, I love, love her. her. She's it's so wonderful. cute. Do you, do you guys know each other in real life or just like No, no, I'm just obsessed with her. Um, no, no, we, we talk on occasion. But um, one time she um, she was doing that trend where you're like walking in on someone changing. And I was like, would you like me to do that as like a Han? gender bent and I ended up doing that and then using that to do at some of our videos just because I thought it would be funny so sometimes those closet cosplays are like the best ones like I think I stole Ray's belt and like pretended that that was his it looked terrible and I wore like jeans and then like a cut up black t-shirt for this vest but sometimes those are the most fun like even like even if you can't afford like something awesome or you maybe don't know how to make something like that pull something out of your closet it is worst case scenario it's gonna look hilarious and it's going to be fun to, to practice with others. So well, it's like I, Disney I bounding, kind of. Yeah, I mean, it's at like that Disney point. bounding, which you'd most likely do if like Disneyland or, or the parks were, were open anyway, because you can't wear these to the park. They're going to yell at you for looking like a face character. But yes, um... <laughs> except for some reason, if you like, uh, I yes, I I do profess that I will. I I, I want a Riven build, but more more than that I want to do Bastille Shan I don't know if you're familiar with Legends uh, at all Julie but um, I, I, I want to do Bastille Shan she's my favorite Legends character and um, with yes, what she's they badass. allow I get it <laughs> for, yeah but with what they allow for like random Jedi roaming around Galaxy's Edge I'm pretty sure I could walk into the park as Bastila because I, I don't know how frequently you go, but I live in Florida and that's like my, I passed a test, let's go to Disney thing. Um, there's just like, every time I go to Batu, there's a bunch of people in full Jedi robes, like, you know, Obi, Tabard's belt, everything, and they don't say anything. So I'm fairly certain that I could get away with that but like it really depends so I think the rule is you can't look like the walking character so for example if you showed up as Ray, they would have an issue with that because right. she is like someone in the park um and you know if you're like a brown haired brown eyed white girl they're gonna assume you might be um right. so I think as long as it's not someone who does walk around you're fine because like people like you can buy lightsabers or you can buy the costumes right. there. I think it's as long as you're not convincing enough that like a child will come up to you you should be okay. Just don't sign any autographs. They won't kick you out. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll have to test that theory. Probably at Celebration. Are you planning to go, Jolie? Oh, I would love to. Oh my gosh. Yeah, because I used to go to all the, like Dapper Day was a big thing I used to do at Disneyland. I, I actually got into costuming because I like historical 
mm-hmm. uh, costuming and stuff like that. So I will absolutely, when things open, I'm going to cons. I'd like to go to Star Wars Celebration, all all the stuff. I, I'm a little nervous, though, because I'm like, oh, you guys are, like, professional, like, costume makers. <laughs> we, Celebration is going to be, like, I've never been. Seb has been to at least two, three. Have you been to three? <laughs> I'm trying to mute. I'm sorry, I'm not flexing out, but like I wanted to say too. Uh, I want. I wanted to say too. It, it, celebration is the like for us in the Legion. It's the one place for all of our Star Wars friends come across the entire world to be in one place and one time to celebrate this thing we love. But it's not just us. We're actually a very small part of the the people that come to celebration. And I think the beauty of celebration is it's really you have people who just like Star Wars and just want to experience the con for themselves, don't even, bring it, don't even make a costume, and are just civilian to our perspective. And there's a, a different area for everyone to really find their people, to really find that. And I think it's really important to note that because I understand like where your pressure is coming from, but as someone who's been, I think once you get there and you realize in a way, oh, Chiri, we're home. And this is, it's the same perspective for Celebration, too. Um, I'm excited. I can't wait. But <laughs> um, Same, though. No, I, and I don't think, I mean, do you do, I mean, are there events? I don't know. I gotta, now that I'm thinking about it, I need to do a troop this year. It won't be active. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, are there, like, on top of, like, gatherings or did are there like events that happen for 501st members like so as far as troops go we generally like it depends on where you are as a garrison but we generally if you count if you dress up as a costume approved costume they'll count as a troop on your tracker but as far as like formal events the biggest events are a your respective club's photo which is usually on a specific day at a certain time that doesn't interfere with things. And the, the biggest event that is somewhat fun is the title first bash. So it's basically a party that all of the new clubs put on. And like for last, for the celebration of Chicago, the theme was Cantabite. So everyone dressed up super formal, can we super bring chic. Friends. Yes, you can't bring friends. So. If you ever see a bunch of people super hungover, probably some bath was the Oh night my before. gosh, that makes me super excited. Then, yeah, no, I will have recently I will have recently graduated. Um and I will be twenty two? Wait, no, it's in August. Okay, so I'll be twenty one, but like It'll be awesome. <laughs> No, I when I I thought it was like going to be in April 22, but it's going to be August 22, and I'm so yep. glad about that. Uh, it's it's usually in August. I mean, it's usually in degree, April, sorry. And I don't have to worry about doing anything, <laughs> so it'll be my gap year. <laughs> so cool. Um, yeah. So. Um, so what I am wondering now is um, what, be, like, Jolie, from the you know the TikTok um, world, what is like your equivalent of a kid coming up to you and sort of like oh my godding? Because I know that that 
I, I know that that must, you know, there's some like young people that must see that, but it, it, it must be just like so difficult to not have that experience with like other real people reacting to like your costume in real time. But like, what is that like sort of on the, in the online world? Because there's, there's so much like interaction that makes cosplay fun and like people taking your picture, even when this costume was like much crappier, um, people wanted a picture of Hux because I was walking around with Millicent Hux's cat. Um, but uh, like, uh, how does that sort of translate? Sure. So I actually get a little more excited when like grown adults get excited because I feel like that's true. Like, <laughs> um, I will have, especially with my Ray, I think I have like a little bit similar eyebrows to, to Miss Daisy. Happy birthday, by the way. So I will, a lot of my Ray stuff, I will, I will get a lot of like, oh my God, you look just like her. Like that's an amazing costume. You did such a great job. I'm like, oh, I didn't make it that one, but thank you. You know, um, so you either get people who are just really excited and didn't like know that people do cosplay like that. And then you also get the ones where it's like a grown man being like, oh, that's great. But your shoulders aren't great with that costume. You're like, oh, thanks. I'm literally posting like a, a meme or something. Um, but um, they're surprised not a lot of people know that people take cosplay this seriously. Um, in my experience, they a lot of people get really shocked, like especially people that I know in real life, they're like, oh my God, you made that? You spent that much time on it? I'm like, yeah, it's fun. You should try it sometime, like honestly. Um, but I mean, you still get that reaction from people. It's just not like the young, young kids, which is what I'm assuming like you guys probably experience a lot more like the under 10 year olds. On TikTok, you get like the 13 to 18 range, um, but they still get really excited and like, um, and I'll, I'll get like random comments like, oh my God, like, can you tell me where you got that? I've been wanting to cosplay for so long and I just, I didn't know where to start. And I'm like, absolutely. You check out this person on Etsy, you get the shoes from here. Like, you know, so, um, it's, it's really cool just to see people discovering cosplay for the first time. Cause I think that's a lot more what you get on the TikTok side. Um, obviously there is gatekeepers. There's going to be that no matter where you go, especially Star Wars is, is a very cherished thing to a lot of people. And, and I, I get yeah. it, um, especially with this costume, because it is one of the little more rare ones. It's not like some people do it, but um, I will get comments like, where's your helmet? Why, why, why is your like pouch not made out of real leather? Like where, where? Oh my guys, come on, <laughs> you know, but be reasonable. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. But um no, it, it's it's cool to just see people like discover this art form because I I'd say it's it's a lot more of that. But um, I find so much like I learned a lot about Star Wars just by being on TikTok. I didn't really know about like Legends or like the the EU or anything like that before I started, and then I learned a lot more about it. And like you guys were mentioning your your Twilight uh, OCs earlier, and like that does super well on TikTok. A lot of people oh, yeah. love to follow those stories because you know, especially right now, we don't have a ton of content coming out um, until I think what like the Book of Boba Fett's the next thing coming. No, May fourth we have the Bad Batch. Yeah, bad Batch, bad batch is me. first. But still, I mean, that's like what Mandalorian finale was back in December January yeah. right yep. so it's like we've had like five months where nothing's coming out so people are craving that kind of interaction with the storyline again so if you can make something new or like show off a costume you made people love that stuff and it's just such like a way for Star Wars fans to get that extra like need when things aren't coming out um at the time 
Oh yeah, for sure. And I lost my train of thought, but I had something in mind and I, oh, I know what I was going to ask you. Uh, would you consider doing a, le- a cosplay from Legends? Yeah, totally. Um, I'm someone who does like a ton of research before I start something. Like I will not, like this costume, my my friend actually gave me a, um, a book about all of the costumes from the original trilogy and I stared at it like there's dye on the page there's glue on the page there's like old threads in that book like I went ham I I looked at it and looked at it so it's it's one of those things where I would have to like zero in especially because that is new content but honestly I just I love Star Wars so much there's so many characters I want to do and like I started with a lot of the main ones just because I felt a little comfortable with the with the leading ladies but um I'm going to be doing Luke Skywalker later this year. I have plans to do more Rey. Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm starting to go into the male versions of it. I would like to start experimenting with face paint as much as I love Ahsoka. I'm a little worried about the orange, you know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, I would I would love to do stuff from, from Legends and, you know, like um, the EU and stuff like that, or just like an OC somewhere. Um, it's just, yeah, it's a matter of, I have to figure out what I want to do because I'm one of those people who gets excited about everything and then doesn't end up doing anything so um but yeah I, I just I love everything about Star Wars I think we all do and that's that's why we were able to you know put this much effort into stuff like this so um yeah, I will be doing sure. this for a while hopefully I'll have my account for for years <laughs> yeah and there's sure. so much freedom in doing like the OC and the legend stuff because there's no Absolutely. like live action Bastila that you have to follow by the book in the way that like you know if you're doing from the original trilogy these are like you know really iconic costumes and you can mess it up but there's a lot more freedom like when it comes to um like a a character who is only ever in like this really low rendered video game from 2005 it's Uh, like the the requirements for when I was speaking to there are very few Bastilas like a handful probably um and i didn't know where to start with that those characters they're way more lax because they can't you're right you can't zoom in and be like oh what's this like leather work that's going on here so it's pretty much like a free-for-all so yeah or or i would even add something like doing uh like an original like jedi leia or something like that like oh, there's no yeah. like you said screen like like there's a, 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 a like one a scene, bit, I guess. One scene, Jedi but Leia, if but. you really wanted to like pull something, I think the comics are something that's also really underutilized. Mm-hmm. I'm someone who just loves comic books. You know, I'm, I'm a big Harley Quinn girl. So like, I love comic books in general. And I think that's also some great source material because even if it's not canon, it's still really fun. And I promise you, somebody will recognize it. Somebody somewhere will know what you're talking about and like know what it is and think that you look amazing. Um, and that's honestly the best feedback is when you do something a little more rare and people are like, oh, yes, I know what that's from. So yeah, find whatever you can from from any any source. But I think the comic books are probably uh, a good bet because you have like a better visual of, of what it looks like too. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a great point for sure. Um, kind of a goldmine of like cool costumes and comic books as well. Yeah, I always like when even like some of the like I follow this guy who does a Greedo cosplay. I've never seen anyone do a Greedo cosplay. Like what? I, that's, I know I, exactly who you're talking about. I, I, <laughs> I love when I find stuff like that. I'm like, I've never seen someone do a Greedo cosplay. And here you are being Greedo. Like, I love it. It's awesome. It makes me feel so like, or just, you know, sometimes I will look just out of curiosity, like, oh, do they have like, 
guidelines for this costume in the 501st and they, they might not because nobody does it so i always love when i find those gems like that there's another guy who does um akbar which is also something you don't see very often and like that stuff just makes me go nuts because it's so cool the prosthetics <laughs> and that like must be i mean every time you film a tiktok you have to go through like what kind of a process is well, that? I, I think well, the greedo guy it's like a full thing he just puts over his head uh, um but um no i just i guess that's just maybe more it gets me excited because i'm like a full-time Star Wars fan. I don't know if like other people who are casual fans get the same way about that, but like for me, it's like, hey, <laughs> um, it makes it makes our universe feel more like their universe. Totally, and I think that's something that comes with comfort too. Like people, like you know, like us who who did start with like the main characters. Like eventually, we start to get a little bored of that, and we're like, maybe I should do something kind of like silly like maybe i'll do jar jar at some point or something like that you know there's a I mean? jar jar like, cosplayer on TikTok yeah. as well for a while i was thinking really hard about doing like a, a qui-gon because whenever i'd put my hair back i had like the same hairline as him and i was like <laughs> what if i did so like just have Why fun not? with it there's no really wrong way to do any of the characters so even if it looks bad like it's still really fun and probably someone has not done it at least in the mainstream so you might as well <laughs> And I feel like there's kind of a perception of like, if it's not going to be screen accurate or perfect, what's the point? But, at, you know, at the same time, it's like you can work your way up to doing a screen accurate costume later. But, you know, if you're first starting out, why not just like mess around and, you know, try some stuff? Um, but, yeah, I, I think that that's hey, there's just like so much fun to be had. Um, but one big obstacle for people who are doing cosplay, I feel like this is kind of an elephant in the room is money um, and how, you know, if, if you are really set on, you know, I don't want to just do it for fun anymore. I really want to, I mean, like, obviously it is still for fun, but like, I really want like a really good looking and accurate costume. My question is, does like a really screen accurate costume have to cost a lot of money? So I think it comes in two perspectives of where a, Yes, it can cost a lot of money, but it won't take as much time. Or B, it's some, it, it will only cost you, it can be the cost of your materials that you need, but it will take a lot of time. And the fine line of, between both of those is A, teaching yourself, or B, finding a mentor that will guide you through those, the process of like Sawyer and her. Her mentor that taught her everything, how to, how to do everything, show her how to do everything in person. Finding someone like that, whether that be in person or virtually, to help you guide through these are the various stages of what, what, you, what you need to learn, whether it be practicing with something that isn't in a costume and learning how to sew this specific piece and building yourself up over time. So that the aspect of pressure is something that's really gets to a lot of people and it's something that is almost like a like a figurative way of gatekeeping because the actually the pressure takes people away from wanting to continue into continue their process of learning how to sew learning how to paint armor and then eventually applying that also the process of building that costume that they want to do and i think it's a really 
a mixture of both learning those skills, having a reason why you want to do all these things, but also keeping in mind there is no right way to do anything because what the Legion says isn't the right way, what uh, someone on the other perspective isn't the right way. It's just remembering what you want to do. And sometimes whether it be imposter syndrome or something else that gives a lot of process and it's really important to reiterate that you need to remember who yourself, why you're doing this and who, who you want to become as your motivation to get you through that process. Yeah, totally. I agree with that. And and from like the TikTok perspective, I would say if if screen accuracy is something that's important to you, I would absolutely prioritize um, quality over quantity. It is real easy to go on Amazon and start looking through all those costumes and seeing those. Yep. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. If, if you're comfortable with that and you feel great, awesome, rock that costume. But if if screen accuracy is something you really want, I would really just prioritize working on maybe one specific character. You know, if if Princess Leia is what you want to do, work on Princess Leia. Make sure that a New Hope costume looks immaculate before you even think of moving on to something else. I think there's this false sense of competition a lot of the time, which I've never really understood. I've never really felt that, but I can kind of see it around where you feel like, oh, I have to buy that costume before anyone else does it. And it's like, that's not, really a thing like it's really not like I've felt nothing but support and like camaraderie from other people and if you want to be a cosplayer who switches all the time and and does a ton of different stuff awesome maybe Amazon is going to be your best bet for that but if it's something where you want to be able to wear it for years and years to come prioritize nailing that costume down because I can't tell you how many cosplayers I see who will like, especially with like WandaVision just came out, they will go and buy the cheapest WandaVision costume they can. And then I don't see it ever again. And I'm like, what happened yep. to it? And most likely the material was bad. The stitch work was not good. It was probably made in like a factory by like little children, which is fine. If you're, if you want to just have that for a temporary amount of time, awesome. But if this is something you want to be able to wear for cons to years to come to star Wars celebration, like I can promise you, if you're wearing something to a con, you better make sure that that's sturdy because if you're walking around in this all day, it's going to fall apart if it's not sturdy and good to go. So prioritize nailing down, like even 100%. like a set, like three costumes that you, you can have like ready to go make sure you have those good to go because I think in the long run, you will really be happy if you have something that is sturdy and looks really great over something you can just get really fast. I think turning it on our head and then from the club perspective, if you decide you want to go towards the Legion level and you would end up choosing that cheap route, you will always have to go back and spend more money than it takes to spend more money and more time than what it takes to saving that time, saving that time and putting that towards learning that specific skill for that costume, then just doing it quickly, dirty, quick and dirty the first time around because you'll have such a better learning experience doing, taking, taking your time and it'll be such a payoff of what Jolie just mentioned of. We're going to be sometimes having six hour, nine hour days in, in costumes for, for a con or for the, like a standard trip. You're going to be wearing it for four hours and you'll be doing super comparably intensive the things that you need to make sure that costume upholds your comfort levels and upholds itself as a costume so it isn't falling apart by the end of one event. 
I think that um, the for me the compulsion comes with like, ooh, this is you know this is three dollars at Goodwill and maybe it's three dollars at Goodwill for a reason and maybe you shouldn't put it on your feet and then entrust it for two days of a con. Um, but uh, yeah, I would say like a big piece of um, you know advice I can give is um, invest in the footwear if you're gonna go to a con. Um, because for my Anakin costume, Sawyer can probably attest we had to sit down all the time because those shoes were falling apart. There was, like, no insole. It, like, came out halfway through. There was, like, crumbs of leather, like, coming off all the time. It was horrifying. And I was in so much pain just because I wanted, like, you know, the $3 bin Goodwill shoe that kind of looked, you know, good enough. It, even if you, like do sort of have that oh but I really want it to look good but I don't want to spend a lot of money pick one or you know I mean either pick comfort or like spend the money on a shoe that both looks good and it's comfortable but like that is a non-negotiable as far as I'm concerned is a good shoe that can hold you um yeah but I think I do think that there is like a little bit of a stigma around this idea that you have to have a perfect costume and I think yeah you know, that goes back to what we were saying earlier about, like, you can just do a closet co- closet cosplay and have just as much fun. So, um, y- you know, I do, it, it can be really intimidating to start cosplay because you do see all of these, you know, especially with TikTok now, you see all these incredible people on TikTok making these costumes and um, making content. And yeah, it, it, it there there are some people out there who will they think they're better because they're they went through either all the time or spent all the money to make this perfect costume but uh you know yeah you can have just as much fun if you go the comfort route and you absolutely should if that's a concern for you um and not everybody has the capability to you know even if they you know if they can't afford it maybe they also can't make it you know like they don't have the means to do that so i think there's absolutely nothing wrong with um going that route um that being said it is there is accomplishment in being able to you know do that for yourself this idea of like oh my god I made that um or even just oh my god I sanded that because I have no idea like I don't even want to think about how difficult that must have been (laughs) to sand stormtrooper armor um but like, I think I've sanded, like, two 3D printed things before and, like, tiny little pieces. Like, wow. Um, you're muted. Oh, wait. Never mind. I thought I'm looking at this. <laughs> um, uh, but anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> and really quick, adding to that, I also wanted to just say you can get cheap stuff that works. You just have to look for it. If your first instinct is to just go, I'm going to find the quickest, cheapest thing I can. Uh, I don't know how happy you're going to be with it. That's all. You can yeah. find cheap stuff. Like if you go to Goodwill and really look, you could probably find something that would work fine. So I would just say do your research. Even if you don't have the money or the expertise, you can find stuff that's good. Just look for it. And and you got to you gotta care a lot about it if you want it to, you know stand up and, and look really nice um so you don't have to break the bank for it like my Endor Leia costume I think all in all was about $75 and then I, I did make most of it um but yeah it wasn't like I didn't spend a whole paycheck on it or anything it was just something where I did a lot of research and I looked a lot of places and eventually it came out like this so yeah just just do your research don't 
don't panic. You don't have to rush anything. It will not look good if you rush it, I promise. And that's coming from someone who's done that before. Um, so yeah, just do your research because the people who originally made these costumes did years of research. So you can do it for like a couple of days, I promise. <laughs> and chances are enough people have made the costume before that they've made paved the way to make it a lot easier for you. Exactly. Um, so, um, speaking of which, by the way, if you are going down the route, I know that, it, the, do you just have Rise of Skywalker, Ray? Uh, right now, yeah, I have Rise of Skywalker, Ray. I might add a Return of the Jedi, Ray, on this year. I, I try to have, like, a schedule every year when I start, but, um, yeah, uh, priority is A New Hope, Luke, with his little bucket hat and poncho. I'm very That's excited. Awesome. We, I like ponchos. That's so cool. <laughs> yes. um, but, no, I was just going to say, I have a ton of extra screen accurate arm wraps for that work for the force awakens and the last jedi like my mentor emailed the company they're like exclusive to europe she emailed the company and she said hello um i need these for whatever lie she told them and they sent us like a box so if you want i'd be happy to send you some because i have a ton of them Amazing. I also just realized I said Return of the Jedi and not The Last Jedi. You know what I meant. Um, I just, <laughs> I'm in that mood tonight. Um, yeah. No, I would love that. Ray, Ray is definitely, a, like I said, a, a big comfort character for me. And actually, quick, quick story time, if you guys don't mind. Oh, um, go ahead. A big reason I started to get into cosplay. I was at work one night and we were holding this event where we were serving alcohol. And this drunk guy came in. He's like, can I use your bathroom? I'm like, yeah, go for it. And then he leaves and he runs back in. He's like, oh my God, I'm sorry. I just would have hated myself if I didn't say this. You look like the Star Wars girl. And I was like, the Star Wars girl? I'm like, are you talking about Carrie Fisher? He's like, no. Like, Natalie Portman? He's like, no, not that one, the new one. I was like, you do it. He's like, yes, you should be right. And I was like, okay. And like, that's the reason I bought my Ray costume. That's awesome. Like, drunk, crazy person. So yeah, no, I love Ray. I, I, I will like buy those off of you. I will. No, you don't. They're, I know. I, we didn't, I don't even think they charged us. I think they just sent us a box of these They're things. like, here, take them. We don't need and them. And <laughs> they're so comfortable. So all you have to do is like, you know, like dye them in like tea to make them look totally like, worn yeah. down but i would be happy to send you a pair because they are thank you so much sawyer <laughs> um, yeah um but anyways no, that's such a great story i wish that had been like my introduction to cosplay uh, yeah um well so we're sort of i think i i sense we're towards the end of the pod um but i want to end on um a question that's sort of been burning for me um if you had all the time and all the money in the world, what costume, anything, go, you know, if you had a million you dollars. always hit with these questions that come out of nowhere, and I'm like, we didn't talk about this before. <laughs> Just go with it. Let's go with if it. You had, if you had a million dollars and a million hours, what would you, what character would you be? Okay, but you first, Hannah. Yes, I'll answer first, because for me, I have been trying to in my mind kind of trying to more like thinking about it rather than trying to do a Bo-Katan forever because I've, I've, I've branded myself after her on TikTok. I gotta do it at some point. Um, and I really want like her armor and I want it to be like, so that I can join Mando Mercs. Um, and I would love, you know, to buy it off of Imperial Surplus, which is like one of the websites that they sell, you know, um, armor. It's like, like six seven hundred dollars it's insane um but if i could but believe you me i would 
I would I would die to be her because I think she is just such a badass and I don't have to wear a wig. So just cut it a few inches. All right. Okay, Sebastian. I think for me would be doing a proper Mandalorian, proper the Mandalorian, Jaren from season two with the full best car, full best car, jetpack, and do it with the proper, really going all out with the chrome and sending it to an auto body shop and going like the same body shop. What? Well, it's basically how if you if you if you've seen some of the Fatima customers it shares a similar type of chrome and that's like the most extra possible way that you can do with your chrome is send it to an auto body shop and then then they'll chrome your pieces for you so that would be like my that's my current dream costume that's far out of the budget if I had all the money and time in the world I would love to do a costume and be able to take a picture with Pedro because he's Pedro of course and Jolie? Okay, I have to be really basic. Um, I think it would be the picnic dress. I it's it's beautiful. <laughs> either that or or I, I think even more than that would be her like veranda outfit she wears in Attack of the Clones when her and Anakin are like, Yeah, we're we're gonna go and, and save oh, this yeah, person. Yeah. yeah, that one's that one's pretty but I just I love Padme. It's just her costumes, like I said, a lot of that stuff was created for those films. So it's real hard to find material like that. Oh my god. And and yep. huge shout out to Lizbeth's on TikTok. She's making it right now. Mm-hmm. Um and that stuff, that costume takes over a year. Refresh so, my memory. Some... What 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 does it look like? Because I can't conjure the it. Yellow in my mind. one from Attack and of the And it has all the flower embroidered yeah. flowers. Flower embroidered. It, you have that, to do like, like hand embroidery. The... There's corset making that goes into it. It's it's a whole production. Yeah. So is that the same one as the veranda one you mentioned? Or no, 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 no those no. are different. The that was the like a nightgown. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that was the one that I couldn't you. think of. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, um, I already made a Padme nightgown. I used to get teased a lot. They're like, why do you always want to make nightgowns? You just like sleeping a lot. Like I do, but probably that. And then out of Star Wars, I would love to make like a really professional Captain Marvel. Um, but that's like a lot of, yeah, like stuff I don't know yeah. how to work with yet. So I don't have to touch it for a while. That's awesome. I, I think for my out of Star Wars ones, we're going with that too. Would be I've always wanted to do Winter Soldier from specifically from the Winter Soldier and, and now the flashback scenes that they bring it back and talking to the Winter Soldier too. Hey, I haven't watched episode four yet. So, sorry, this showed up in the first episode. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> My bad. Should I asterisk that? <laughs> um, no, for me, I, I apparently this is a controversial pick because recently I've seen that people actually don't like this costume. For me, it has to be not the first Padme or Queen Amidala costume, you know, that everybody knows, the red one. The other red one. The one with the pigtails that she takes to the Senate. That one is that, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, that would be my, like, dream. Like, yeah, I'm the right I'm the right size for the tiny one, the red velvet one. I, you know, it would be fine, whatever. Something about the pigtail one is just so... Cool. I don't know. I when I was very little, I had an action figure of her in that co- that costume. So maybe that's why I'm partial to it. Because like I always wanted to be Padme, and that was the costume I associated with her. Um, but yeah, I think it would be that one. Um, but nothing's impossible. I made one Padme costume. I could probably make another one eventually. <laughs> Absolutely. Once you and get and over like the hurdle of doing that. one, you're like, I can do anything. 
for real though those costumes are crazy and (laughs) my mentor literally told me that she wanted to try to make the wedding dress how hope you know a lot about embroidery (laughs) it it was like a bedspread wasn't it what completely covered in beads is the issue so you would have to have I'm pretty sure they outsourced that. I don't think they did it themselves. I don't think that was a Lucasfilm costume design. The whole thing is covered in hand-sewn beads. So that would take you maybe a couple of years if you're doing it on your own. Yeah. Is the- <laughs> well, <you laughs> <know>. <laughs> and that's what a lot of Padme stuff is. There were teams of like hundreds of people working on those. And we're one one woman. Like, I just really like this. <laughs> so- that's fine. That's normal. Yeah. yeah, no, she was like, do you want to wear that? I'll make- you can get married in that. I'll make you that. And I'm like... <laughs> nah, fam. <laughs> Alrighty, guys. Well, thank you both so much for joining us. I know it's kind of late, but um, no, I really appreciate you guys uh, coming to do this with us. Um, Ed, just real quick, if you could both uh, remind us uh, where we can find you and who you are and all that good stuff, um, and then we will be out of here. Yeah, Jolie, do you want to start? Sure. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, go ahead. Uh, I am on cinema.seamstress on TikTok, like a movie. Um, next costume will not be Star Wars, but I will be doing Star Wars stuff. Don't worry. But I'm going to be working on uh, the May Queen dress from Midsommar. If anyone has. Oh yeah. my gosh. <laughs> what? Wow. Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. Bro, my gosh. <laughs> Starting next week. So, so stay tuned for that. I'm very excited. Um, but lots of Star Wars content. Don't worry. And, and <laughs> I, I'm mutuals with a lot of cool people like like Hannah and Sawyer. And then hopefully, Sebastian, if you have a TikTok, please let me know. I'd love to. Love yes, to I'll see you follow. Do, I mean, do, I, I, I know you have a TikTok. You don't use it. Come on. <laughs> Literally, you were speaking to three people who got bored during quarantine. And now we all have a sizable. Dude, I was on Star Wars Theory the other day. You can do it. <laughs> do it. <laughs> I, I do have a TikTok. I, I, I am much more of a lurker than a poster. Maybe with some motivation from these ones, we'll see what it is. Um, you can find me at seb.chu on the t- TikTok, which has no post right now. On TikTok, you can usually find me on Instagram where I'm more active, and since that's why I'm here, if you would like to, the 501st to attend an event, you can do go to 501st.com slash request. And if you would happen to be in the Colorado, Wyoming area, you can help Matthew Garrison. We'd be happy to answer all of your questions here if you happen to be local. Ooh, fancy. Um, all right. Well, yeah, that this has been so fun. Thanks for chatting with us once again. Um, and thank you, everyone who came out to the live and was participating in the chat. Yes, we um, really appreciate everyone who watched this as a YouTube live stream. Um, be sure to subscribe if you haven't for more of the Star Horrors podcast. We tend to come out with an episode every um, Saturday. However, for the last few weeks, we've been a little bit scarce, but we're going to come back strong. We promise. Yes. Um, and next week, we will not do a live. We will will have a regularly scheduled post on Saturday, but it will not be live streamed. So just a heads up. But um, yeah, awesome. Uh, Thanks so much, everybody. Um, And may the force be with you. May the force be with you. Always. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thank you so much. Okay, I just ended the stream.